another episode of the Average of Five podcast. And today we have a full house. Lads, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Hello, hello. <laughs> what's going on, everyone? What's going on? Mr. Worldwide. I'm a Frenchman. Good, Anthony. Are you? Yeah, I'm a Frenchman. Oh, so one thing we have to do, we forgot to do last time, was introduce ourselves to everyone. I mean, mm. that's like the main thing, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll go first. I'm Andrew. Hello. I enjoy doing Muay Thai, um, Jiu-Jitsu, and I am currently studying to be a physio. Nice. Hello, Andrew. Awesome, bro. Hi, hey, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, Alcohol's Anonymous. Hey, hey. <laughs> Henry, who are you? My name's Henry. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your yeah. name, Henry? <laughs> um, yeah, so I work as a personal trainer. Uh, I enjoy public speaking, things like that. But really, it makes me nervous. I'm a nervous public speaker. But I enjoy facing my fears. And I enjoy challenging myself in different sorts of ways. I'd say I'm a pretty unique person. I dress pretty, pretty wild. I speak pretty wild. That's me, man. Is that a mm, lamp or is that a microphone? I need to invest in one of them. Yeah, that actually sounds so good. That sounds so good. Mm. Anthony, so how are you? Hi, everyone. My name's Anthony. Yeah. Who with the French accent? Frenchman. Bonjour, mademoiselle. <laughs> Antonio. <laughs> That it. <laughs> that it. <laughs> I'm trying to work the line up in this shit. Um, just a librarian. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Professional croissant maker. Oh yeah, I think you have you been to France? No, I've never been. I'd love to go, but I hear the um. My mate went. And he got robbed three times in Paris. Fuck, yeah, fuck, man. Yeah. That's fuck. Yeah, three times. He was only there for like two weeks. Shout out well, to Richard. What's up? You mean three times in one trip? Three times in one yeah, trip? Yeah, three times in one trip. He got robbed. Oh, he would have had nothing left. They would have just stolen his clothes and shit. Yeah, How did he get robbed? Stage, like, what do you mean? So he was, I think one time he was surrounded by these... um these massive Frenchmen, big, tall guys. Supposedly, he was near, like their version of Fed Square. And they came up to him and was like, um, here, uh, take this bracelet. This bracelet's for you. And forced the bracelet onto him. And once he took the bracelet, like forcefully, the, the guys were like, all right, now you need to pay for it. It's going to be 500 bucks or whatever it was. Yeah. What? And they tried to like milk him for his money. Was he, he all he by himself? Was, yeah, he was by himself. He was there with his missus at the time, I think. Uh, they met there. Yeah, damn. And then uh, they were meeting up there. And then when he was by himself, he almost got uh, he got robbed twice. And then almost robbed the third time. All right. Yeah. Damn. Dude, that's I, fucking hectic, yeah, dude. Hey, objectively, Wait. Speaking, bro, objectively speaking, is your mate like, mm. is your mate an easy target? Oh, I think they definitely picked the tourists, though. Like... These people were definitely targeting tourists. And I guess he looked like a tourist. Yeah. 
Yeah. Europe's and known these guys for, are huge. Yeah. Europe's known for their uh, pickpockets, though. Like, especially That's like Italy true. and France. Very, very stereotypical assumption of you making there. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a stereotype. I'm a stereotype. Making a very powerful enemy. I've been Vin's turn. Sorry? Your turn to oh. yourself. Hey guys, my name is Vin. I am a Muay Thai coach, Muay Thai and boxing coach. I run a gym that has been closed since since uh, March, unfortunately. So it's a, it's just a small gym, small small business. Uh, I picked a pretty bad time to start a small business, but it is what it is. Besides that, the things I enjoy most is challenging myself, very similar to Henry, and learning as much as I can about the most amount of things possible. Like for example, I dedicated probably like 50, 60 hours to get really good at chess. And I failed at that, I'm fucking shit at chess. I <laughs> randomly wanted to learn how to do the Rubik's Cube, so I did that. So I, I, I like I like learning. What are these bad boys doing random shit? Yeah, oh, can you do it? Uh, would I want to do it? Not right now, you know, right now. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> uh, hey, do you know there's a show on Netflix that's um showcasing kids with Rubik's skills, Rubik's skills, skills? Really? Really? Yeah, it's like this this guy. His um name's Max Park, and you solve like a Rubik's cube, a three by three Rubik's cube in like nine seconds. Jeez. Yeah, but can he solve it while dancing on a strip pole? That hasn't been that accolade. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, God, I saw someone do it. I swear to God, I saw someone on Facebook do it. I kid you not. Someone was like, hey, Dad, I don't know if it was a strip ball or something, but... Huh? Hey, Andrew, why don't you try solving a Rubik's Cube on that couch you have back there? Oh, I should, but I don't have one. That's for solving something else. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start this off. What are we talking about today? Oh, wait, Daniel, you got oh, to introduce Jenny, yourself. You got to introduce yourself, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll introduce myself. Who's this, everyone? Uh, my name is Chenny or Daniel Chen, but you can call me Chenny. I'm 17 years old. And. <laughs> no, you're not. How old are you, man? <laughs> no, I'm 23. I look, I look 15, apparently. So, um, 23. And I work as a disability support worker. And I'm also, I work for Vin as well as a Muay Thai instructor. I teach the Monday and Wednesday morning classes when we are open. And I also do one-on-one personal training for uh, guys who want to learn Muay Thai as well, guys and girls who want to learn Muay Thai. So uh, that's what I do. And what I'm passionate about, I'm passionate about podcasting, conversations, connecting with people from all walks of life. I consider myself a very open-minded person. And so this is a platform for five unique lads to get together and uh, help each other grow. And we'll go from there. We... That, we'll seg that on to today's topic, guys. Today's topic is travel. I'll let you guys sort of mold the director in the way you want. And we'll go from there. Yeah. So we're all dressed. Yeah, we intentionally dressed with, with something that's personal to us regarding our travels, whether it's, uh, mental or just for show, <laughs> but um, well, I'm just I was just dressed as a French dude. Mine's very simple. You never even been to France, bro. I know that's why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, bro. I got you. Guys, high five. 
But who you high five? Everyone, whoever wants one. Who has um, who has travelled by themselves here? Has everyone travelled by themselves? Yeah, not me yeah. actually. I, I think I'm the only one that hasn't. Not really by myself. I don't think I've ever travelled like mm. by myself or solo. Mm. I mean, it sounds fun. What's your what's what's your biggest takeaway? Like, what's the biggest difference that you guys find from traveling by yourself versus with someone else? Man, uh, I, well, I found my, go on. No, yeah, you, you go, nah, go go ahead, Andrew. After you, after you, brother. Oh, oh please, please, I insist, I insist. Okay, I'll, I'll talk first. <laughs> um, I can't take Andrew seriously. Fuck's sake. Uh, I. I went to Nepal and Bali by myself when I, I think I was 19 or 20 years old. Uh, and before I learned anything from that, my main motivation was I wanted to like put myself in an uncomfortable situation where I had no one else to rely on. Um, and that was, I think it was for two purposes. One, one was to, like, I truly believe that you can only grow outside of the comfort zone. Mm. Um, doesn't matter what kind of environment, like whether it's a social environment or whether it's like training in Muay Thai, you have to be outside your comfort zone to grow. Uh, but in this particular one, there was another reason I wanted to force myself to like put myself out there um, and like meet new people. Because before this, I, I had like a little bit of actually quite a lot of social anxiety. And this was kind of along that journey or part of the chapter of overcoming that version of myself that I didn't really want to be. And that version was like really timid. I would see, you know, someone, a guy or a girl that I wanted to talk to and I didn't talk to them. Um, so going to Nepal and going to Bali was like, you've got no one else there. You've, you've, it's up to you. You're either going to sit in your hostel or your hotel and do nothing or just walk on the streets and do nothing, which is also good. And I did that, but it's also completely up to you to go and talk to someone with no other intention, but to just meet them. Uh, and because I also, I also believe like if you have a safety net, like if you have your friends and stuff around you, you tend to not do that. So traveling by yourself takes away that safety net which is a big reason why I like, I'm, I'm a really strong advocate of traveling by yourself. As long as it's safe, as long as it's in a good country, um, mm. especially doing it whilst you're a bit younger as well, when your brain is a bit more plastic, when you can like mold your brain to like develop better habits, like social habits uh, and build the foundations for growth. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my two cents nice on, this, on this topic. I had like it completely, oh, I guess mine's pretty similar to yours. Um, except mine was more of a is connection unstable. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, cool. All right. So, I mean, I went to Nepal as well, but it was more on a whim. So I, I think, I think, I think Din asked me to go. He dared me to go actually. He's like, go climb Annapurna. And I was like, yeah, maybe. And then Henry, who's over there was like, um, there's one thing to say, you'll do it. I mean, like, I've always wanted to climb it, yeah? So, and I, I say that a lot. <clears throat> so then I was like, yeah, so Henry was like, there's one thing to say, you want to climb it? And then there's another thing to do. And I was like, this motherfucker, fuck him, bro. That night, I went on my computer, I booked a flight right then and there <laughs> to Nepal. 
and then yeah and then from there like dude like uh, it was the best trip i've ever had dude it was life-changing and like like to this very day i have to thank you know henry for being a fucking henry you know and dude like the things i've learned i didn't talk to anyone though i'm gonna say um like i went over there by myself i just did the climb purely just because you know i want to prove henry someone wrong said you couldn't yeah huh because mm. someone said you couldn't yeah pretty much but yeah like during that time like I had a lot of self-reflection, probably more than like anything I ever would like. I don't know whether it's solo travel itself or Nepal in general, mm-hmm. but that place, man, like I, I spent like 30 days by myself to think. And then obviously like um, I reflected on a lot of my life choices. And from there I came out of a place and decided, fuck, I don't want to be in construction anymore. I want to do something completely different. And from there, we're back to uni mm. and yeah, here I am today. That was last year, by so, the way. So, so pretty much like made you completely change direction in your life. You think yeah, that, like yeah. if you didn't go to Nepal, like you'd be still doing what you were doing. I don't know. Maybe, probably I'll probably still be doing what I'm doing. Most likely actually. Cause uh, that sounds doing like what you, are you guys doing? Oh, sorry, sorry, Henry. As in, um, doing what, what you're doing what now, or is it doing what you did? What I was doing then. You know I mean? So I was obviously in construction. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have left it. Yeah. yeah. So that means on your trip, there was a trigger point or a turning point for you on that trip that made you think. Um, I, don't I don't know, know whether it was this. like, yeah, it was me just taking annual leave and just being like, "Fuck, I don't want to fucking go back." But it was, it was something. <laughs> I, I was just like. I was, I was, so if you've never been to um, Nepal, there's a point, um, I think my favorite spot, fuck, I forgot the name, then you might know it, um, Manang, Manang, sorry, near Manang, right? you know Manang district, yeah, there's like a little temple area, and you like climb to the top of the temple, and when you look out, it's just, it's just, like, the scenery is gorgeous, and I just sat there for, well, like, like two to three hours, man, just thinking. I was just like, dude, man. I don't want to fucking go back, bro. Like, I could live here, <laughs> man. The simple life, you know? Like, <clears throat> but obviously, I got family at home, so I had to come home. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I don't want to be in construction anymore. Like, fuck that. I just want a simple life. Simple is best, I think. Well, you know, well not hard labor, you know. What are you going to say, Henry? It sounded like you had a long meditation session. Like you didn't talk to anyone for the whole trip. It's just, it just seemed like you meditated for like 30 days. Like, let's go That's what I reckon it was, bro. I was just meditating. Mm. Except for, I don't know, sometimes I had my phone. I got a bit distracted. I was like, yeah, bro. Check yeah, this out, bro. <laughs> it was messaging me fucking heaps. Wouldn't let me fucking go. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Anthony, check out the donkey me. I bought. Check out the donkey <laughs> I bought. <laughs> Oh, tell tell everyone about the donkey you bought on your trip. You bought a fucking donkey. Oh yeah, uh yeah. What my um my Sherpa, uh, my little tour guide. <clears throat> yeah, he just took me out, and then I saw a donkey. I was like, "You want it?" And I bought it for him. <laughs> no way. Wait, you bought it like you bought it as in he owns it now. He owns that. Yeah, donkey. he owns it now. 
Bro, that that's like the fucking nicest thing I've heard in the whole right, past. Like fucking, that's that's amazing. You didn't fuck. You didn't tell yeah. me that. Oh, Vin, it sounds nice until you see the photo of him riding the fucking poor donkey up the mountain. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a photo circling around with him just being bigger than this donkey. <laughs> And the donkey just looks like it's about to snap. It's fine. <laughs> oh, fuck. Wait, was this when you were like 100 kilos? Yeah. Uh, this when I was probably about, like in my 80s, lower 80s. Room. True. <laughs> this was during my fit phase. And then I can't do... So, also, I peaked out hard, man, when I came down. I literally just started eating everything and anything. Mm. And then I came back. I was like, instead of losing weight in Nepal, I actually gained weight. Was the food any good there? Nah. Really? Yeah. It's, nah, it's all right. It's all right. They'll buy power 24 hours. Yeah, but you're vegan, yeah? Like, like yeah. You know, that's what you eat every day, you know? Like, yeah, I live off that stuff, man. Like, eating with your yeah. hands and shit. Yeah, it's actually, it's pretty good. I guess it's, it's all it's okay, but like it's just so salty, man. Everything's so salty. Yeah, salt's the best. Mm. Henry and Henry, what what about your um, solo travel stories? Maybe who wants to start? Henry, go for it. All right, all right. So uh, I'll talk about Bali. Um, I booked this trip ages ago, like years ago, with uh, Vin and Tim. And for some reason, I was there like a week before both of them. I think they were both busy or something. And so I, I spent a week in Bali. And um, from that very, from just living there for one week, it gave me so many stories. Like things just happen to you when you, when you travel by yourself. You get so many stories. Like, um, yeah, first off, I was skinny ass back then. I was like 70 kilograms. I didn't lift weights or anything. And so my thinking was like, I'm just going to go to the gym before my flight, like a day before my flight. And just fucking work every single muscle. I was there for like two hours. Because I was thinking like, I'm going to the beach in Bali. Yeah, so I could, I, could, I could look big and shit. So I, was thinking like, yeah, so I was thinking I'll just spend like a whole day at the gym before the trip and just get fucking huge. But yeah, I woke up the day of the Bali trip with the worst doms I've ever felt. Like in my whole body. And I had the flu as well. I was sick. I, I had the flu. Oh. So like, I flying to Bali. It's like a four hour flight to Bali. This guy sits next to me and he's fucking full on talking to me like nonstop. I've got like the worst headache and my, my whole body's fucked. And he's like just talking to me the whole time. And he's like some, um, some personal de- development guy. So like, it's pretty cool conversations, but like still, man, I couldn't be fucked. And then, um, yeah, and then, and then pretended one, you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah. And then at one point, at one point he was like, how, how are you feeling, man? I'm like, I'm fucking shit, man. Like I'm, I'm really sick right now. <laughs> And then, and then he was like, no, nah, you can't think like that. You just got to think positive. Like, you got to like, you got to like create your reality and stuff. Oh and I was like, yeah, all right, man. All right, I'll do that. Yeah, all right, man. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, so that was like, that was the start of my Bali trip. Um, on the very first day, I didn't do shit because I was so fucked. And on the very next day, I just rented a scooter and I, I just ride, I just rode everywhere. I explored, I got lost. Now, I've got two stories to tell you guys, but I'm not going to tell both of them. I'm going to let you guys choose. Okay, so the first story is uh, meditating with mystics. The second story is going on a date. Which guys? Which one do you guys want to hear? Uh, Wait, when you say mystics, you mean like a gypsy? Yeah, kind of. Tell oh, that story, bro. The mystics. Yeah, right, mystic. Right. Give right. us a mystic. 
So um, oh, on the second day. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, Andrew, do you know the stories? You know both stories. Uh, I kind of want to know what the date, how the date went. But we'll go with the mystics. <laughs> all right so on the second day of the trip i just wanted to get a massage and so i was looking around oh. on a uh, trip advisor nice. regular massage and then, <laughs> no one said anything man what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah bro what, are you, what the hell like, <laughs> hey, you made a noise man i swear <laughs> no one made yeah. a noise bro it's in your head i just wanted to get a massage so i was looking on trip advisor i saw this really weird massage place it's called a uh, zemo healing and I saw the reviews and the reviews, the, the reviews are really like obscure. They kept talking about like energies and like things like that and like healing and stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna check it out. So I went to this place and then there was one special massage. It said it was called the Zima healing massage. So I was like, I'll, I'll go do that. And then it was a regular massage until the very last part. And the very last part, the guy was literally just standing over me and he had his like, he had his finger like an inch away from my head. An inch away from my head, like that. You're sure and it's his finger. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, something was there. Yeah. <laughs> so it was an it was an inch away from my forehead, and I was just lying laying down. I had my eyes closed, and then um, he was there for like an hour, just fucking pointing at me and shit with my eyes closed. And then um, I started seeing like colors. I started seeing like yellow. I saw, I saw a lot of yellow and, and then at the, very, at the very end he asked me he was like did you see anything and I was like yeah I saw the color yellow and he said that's your uh your solar plexus chakra and he said you're pretty active in your solar, in your solar plexus chakra so I don't know if you guys know much about chakras but it's like uh points in your body and stuff and each one means, means a different thing and apparently like my solar plexus chakra which is yellow uh apparently I'm pretty active in that what is then, what is the solar plexus? What is it? What does it represent? Like what part? Of what like what facet of your identity? All right. So um, everyone's heard of the third eye, and that's the one in your forehead, and that re represents yeah. like vision and like truth and honesty and stuff. Um, the solar plexus chakra represents like light and confidence. So like that's cool. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's I just had a huge. I just had a good conversation with him. And then he, he told me to come back the very next day. And then I came back the next day without knowing like what was going on. And he just told me how to meditate. And we're just there meditating for an hour. Just him, like his wife, and like a few of the workmates and stuff. So yeah, man. And to this very yeah, day, I, mm, and to, to this day, I had them on Facebook. It's so, like, I haven't messaged them, but I could message them. Do it right now. Do it for everyone. Do it right now. Message Do it right, right now. now. Message right now. Do it right now. Message them. Yeah, say, I hope you guys are going well. Yeah, Thinking do it right now. Can we do it right now? Yeah, do, do it right, right now, now, bro. What's his name? Right now. It's called, uh, oh, wait, I can't screen share. Uh, that's yeah. right, we'll uh, take your word for it. We'll that's right, we'll take your word for it. All right. Message him right now, and we'll take your word for it. <laughs> nah, I, like, I, I met him with you, yeah, Henry? What was his name yeah. again? Yeah, yeah, I forgot his name. But, um, Vin, you want to tell your part of the story? Oh, we went, we went to, yeah, like I remember it was called Zen Massage, right? Like that's what you, that's what it was yeah, called, like Zen something. Zima or something. Zen, Zen Gaming. Some, something with a Z, something with a Z. <laughs> Shut up. And, <laughs> um, and then bloody, we went to the beach and, uh, and meditated 
for an hour on the beach in a circle. Mm. And like, I, I didn't really have that much experience with meditation. Um, and there was a lot of like spiritual acts that they were doing. Like, was there like some breathing exercises and, and things like that? Yeah, I'm not too sure, but I just remember the beach part. We were like holding hands in a circle or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, it was a really surreal experience because like one hour before this, like I had no idea who these guys were. And then next minute, like we didn't even pay them for this service. We were just kind of like, oh yeah, let's go. And they just welcomed us into their, into their group pretty much instantly. Mm. And then we're just sitting there like suddenly like half an hour later on the beach and, the, you know, in a foreign country, just sitting there meditating, trying to tap into our inner zen. <laughs> Yeah, man. So pretty, you became a pretty vegan? cool, pretty cool experience. Nah, nah, I, I became I became vegan in a different trip when I went to Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> what a LSD trip! Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> kidding, bro, yeah. kidding. Basically, I just spent. <laughs> basically, I just spent a week by myself in Bali, and like I've got like five stories to tell about it. You know, so that that's the main part about solo traveling. It's a it's a fucking adventure, you know. You feel so mm-hmm. alone yet so connected at the same time because everyone there, like everyone's so welcoming and everyone become, ends up becoming your friend as well. So yeah, there's my share. What about you, Chenny? All right. Um, well, before I go on to my thing, I actually wanted to ask uh, Vin and Henry, you know how you went into the, um, had that meditation experience with, were they like, were they all locals just doing their own thing in their own separate space and you guys just joined? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all locals. There was no other foreigners. That's sick as. Well, <clears throat> um, I guess for me personally, like um, my solo travel experiences have always been tied into um, pre or post uh, tour experience. So I'll do like um, I'll go on like a volunteering thing, and then after that, I'll travel on my own for two or three weeks, and then do another tour, for example. And for me, the reason why I do it that way, there's no reason to be honest. But looking back, I guess one justification behind it is the fact that there was a balance of on my own and having a solid group around me of consistent people. Um, I guess one of the things I've learned from solo travel is that people come and go. And like, you go through this thing in your head of like, how much of myself do I give to people? Like in terms of how much of myself do I share with someone, knowing that they'll they'll be there the next day or the day after. It's like a dilemma I went through. Um, <clears throat> in terms of experiences, um, I don't really have a, a crazy, like I, I, got, I got a couple of stories, but they're not as crazy. Uh, not like, oh, like I, I got, I got uh, kidnapped or something like that. They're not, nothing like that. <laughs> but uh, like my, my best solo travel experiences have come from playing soccer with the locals. Hence why I got my soccer nice. gym. Yeah. I, Wait, I, do you I, play? I just play for fun, man. Like you guys know me from the Muay Thai gym, but outside the Muay Thai gym, I love soccer. Like I'll, I'll get up. No three, way. Two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, I watch a game. I, I, I'll. It'll be like me in the afternoon when I'm up and about. Put me on a yeah. game of soccer. Two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, I'm wide awake, man. Shit. Yeah. You should have a kick sometime, man. For sure, bro. Watch sure, out for the left. Oh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, but um. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. When I went to uh, Peru five years ago, I was I was um, just finishing first year uni, and I went to a continent that um, no one, where no one spoke much English, 
and the first thing I saw was in this, the town square was how kids were playing in public. And like, that's not really a thing in the streets of Melbourne as much anymore. Maybe for us boys growing up, it was, but nowadays you don't really see kids playing in the street as much. Um, because of technology. technology, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Sense. It's kind of sad. And then you see, like, it's more pure over there because they don't have access to technology. Like, they have phones, but they don't get access to phones until, like, they're 18, 19 even. And they've got to save up for it, you know? Whereas we get handed mm. things from our parents or we, you know, we work a few hours at Macca's and we got we got a phone, you know? Mm. Um, so, for them, like, they have no choice but to play. And so, it brings them out and you see the life of the city um, in the public square. And so, they have... um. <clears throat> In the city squares, people gather around. There's like old grandmas talking. Um, there's like little box stalls, and then there's kids playing soccer. And you don't know a single word of their language, but you just join in and you just take that, you know, like that's I guess my outside my comfort zone experience. And you whip out your yeah. pocket dictionary and you ask them if you can play. And they'll ask, they always ask you. They always guess where you're from. Like in in South America, I, like apparently I'm Japanese or something. So like, <laughs> and so like they're like oh um. And then I have to always say, like, I, I learned, like, the first line I learned was, oh, I have an Australian passport. Because <laughs> I wouldn't believe I'm from Australia. They felt like Australia. Was like, yeah, I was like, oh, in Spanish, it's like, um, uh, uh, tengo un Australiano pasaporto. That line, that's the first line I learned. And I kept repeating that because people like, oh, um, they'll ask you, de donde eres, which means where you're from. And then they'll be, they'll be like, Japan, which means Japan. They think you're Japanese. If they see you're Asian, they think you're Japanese. And the reason why South America, they think that is because apparently the one of the presidents was Japanese or half Japanese. Right. And so, and also there's a small pocket of, there's a, there's a pocket of a Japanese population in South America. Um, so I guess that's their connection with Asia. But um, yeah. yeah, playing with soccer with locals is surreal, man. Like it's just a, it's just an awesome way to connect. And you can, if you can find a common language, it doesn't have to be language in the way we understand. Mm. If you can mm. find a common language to connect with someone. Oh, it's, 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 yeah, it's an unreal experience. So like, you know, for you, Henry and um, Bin, it was like the meditation experience. Um, for me, it was soccer, just kicking the ball. And then it became an everyday thing. I would go on my volunteering trip and then, you know, everyone would do their own thing in the afternoon. And then in the afternoon, what I'd do is I'll go into town, look for a soccer pitch and then play soccer with the locals because you would always find someone there. And I, I'd come back to the gym table, everyone would be buggered. But like, I, I, in my mind, I'm like, fuck, I just had the sickest experience. I would just keep it to myself, you know, because it was just a personal thing. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously bragging about it now because, like, you know, it's still very. Nah, you're not bragging. That's amazing. But That's amazing. I got a photo. Like, do you want to see, boys? Yeah, let's see. Yeah, that's yeah man. That's fucking sick. So I'll tell, I'll tell you a story, yeah. Um, there's a small town in um, Peru. It's called Puno. It's like a lake. It's like a port city. It's like the Geelong of Peru. And, um, yeah. and I always visualize, like, because um, in, 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 in South America, the way they use land is really interesting. It's quite a mountainous. Some parts of South America are quite mountainous. And so with high-rise yeah. buildings, what they do is they'll build a, like, a, like there'll be a floor of the apartment complex that would just be a soccer pitch. We don't really have that in Melbourne. You'll see more of it in like Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, those sort of cities, but yeah. also in South America as well. And so me and my mate... Well, it's um, like an indoor soccer field. No, nah, no, nah, it's outdoor, man. It's like a cage. Oh. Like so, I've I've got a lot of those soccer stories, and one of them was when I connected with one of my mates. He flew down from Los Angeles to meet me in Peru, um, and okay. so um, we were walking through the city of Puno, and we're walking up a hill, just like you know, like spiraling up a hill, and um, we came across this um, soccer pitch, and there was like you know, like these 
there's like three or four kids just like looking around and um oh, i think i found it um and then then one of them had a soccer ball and so what happened was we we just started kicking them with them and then like 20 minutes bro the whole the whole like that apartment complex came out and played soccer and it was sick Dude, man. that is oh. sick bro uh, I'll, I'll find, I'll try find a photo of it. I don't have a, I can't find the photo of the soccer pitch um, now, but I've got a photo of the people that we played soccer with. So I think, you know, that, that should be good enough. Otherwise, you know, I'll take up too much time. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Don't even stress. <laughs> What's oh, that? Are you naked, man? <laughs> are you naked? I've got a Santa's hat. Um, <laughs> which head? Which head is it on? Uh, it's the little head. <laughs> uh, this one. These are the boys we play soccer with. That's fucking sick, dude. Oh, yeah. no, Which right. one's you? Which one's you? Um, this one's bottom left. Yeah, yeah that one's. Yeah. Nice, nice. That, that's how you hold your arm, Jenny. You always hold your arm like. Yeah. <laughs> what are these ones like? Yeah. It's all good, man. I'm Jenny. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Welcome to the Chetty Show. <laughs> so, yeah, well, a lot of those stories, like I could go on for days about those soccer stories, but yeah, solo or group, soccer was a way for me to connect. So if I was to go to a country, like say, I will go to Africa, for example, and I don't know a word of the local tribal language, soccer ball, whip it out, you're good to go. Have you seen the videos of them playing soccer in Africa? Like they're doing like crazy tricks where they're spitting on their stomach. And stuff like that? Nah, bro. You're going to have to link us. Pull that <laughs> up, young Jamie. I'll link it up to you later. I'll link it up to you later. It's hilarious. It's a different ball game yeah. there, but um, yeah. Both. Cool. Uh, Anthony? I don't really have a solo trip experience, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, if we're to talk about... Um, I do have one story. A, a, a quick story. What are you talking about, mate? Uh, a quick story. I know you guys wanted to hear Henry's dating experience overseas, so I'll drop. I'll drop a little one in here just for you guys. Um, I'll be pretty brief. I think we're running low on time, so I was overseas. I was overseas with a couple of mates, and then um, I met someone at a bar. Met someone at a bar, and. We got to know each other, oh, really briefly. And then we organized to get dinner like a couple of days after. Um, and so neither me or her were from that country we went to. So I was visiting and she had um, stayed there for like a couple of years and she was teaching English over there. Um, so she's from, she's from California. Um, and yeah, well, we, we met up for dinner. She spoke a bit of that language. I didn't at all. So well, because we were, were um, <laughs> I'll keep that a bit vague. That a bit vague you know? I, I don't, I, don't you... I haven't, I haven't spoken to her and I don't want to like, you know, I guess tell too much of that story in detail. Without yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so we were in an Asian country. Um, I couldn't speak the language. She could speak a bit of it, but it looked as if, um, so she's not Asian. So it looked as if when we were walking down the street that I was a local and she wasn't. 
So every restaurant we went to or every every store that we walk past and so like waiters and waitresses will come speak to me first. And I couldn't understand a word of the local language. So I'll be sitting there and the waitress would be asking me something and I'll just be like, and then I'll look at her and she'll answer for me. And then the waiters and waitresses get confused and they're like, is this guy mute? Or like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and they keep looking at me back for confirmation. And I'll just like, what she said. Like, yeah. like, what she said. Yeah, like, I had no idea. So it was, and we, that was like the one, the one dinner date that we went on. Um, and we went to a restaurant and a bar after oh yeah that that night and both experiences was yeah it, it was it was really weird like the external people externally communicating to us but between me and her yeah, it was it was fantastic like I, I must say i haven't connected with someone on that level so fast um yeah for a very long time i'd say for a very long time that's fucking sick bro yeah in oh. a matter of the one night i felt like I've known her for um like almost months. That's like night. It was every single girl he meets. Yeah, fuck. No, nah, but um, no, nah, I'm dead serious. Like, and it's 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 almost like because you know we've uh, you know our cultures are completely different from different countries, different backgrounds. Um, you know, not knowing anything about her, we spoke about family and you know, um, everything just more like you know morals, ethics, and values and um. Weirdly enough, they were very much well aligned. And I think by the end of the trip, I I only had a couple of days left of that trip by then. It was, um, yeah, we were both a bit, like, you know, a bit disappointed that it was so short-lived. But, um, uh. but, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. So, I think it, it hits so much harder when they're overseas. You know what I mean? You're like, fuck, what could have happened? The could have, would have, should have kind of hits you a bit mm. harder. Like a movie. Yeah. It's like yeah. the notebook. Just like the um, notebook. <laughs> I think. But um, no, she's a cool chick. This was a while ago. But um, yeah, very, very nice, kind girl. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah oh, nice, man. dude. That's an bro. Nice, nice. That's a well, it's story. forever going to be a perfect memory in your, in your mind, you know? It's not like that's the one good thing about those romances that are short-lived. Like, it's just a perfect slice of a memory and there's no nothing that tarnishes it. Like if like let's say you were together for three years and then like things didn't end up working out, then yeah. now that memory is that you met this girl overseas and it didn't work out. But but you you met her for however many weeks and it was like you can cherish this memory forever, man. Yeah, that's definitely true. So the last the yeah. last uh, yeah, it's left a, a sweet taste in my mouth, one could say. Yeah, yeah. In like awesome. ten years time when you have kids and stuff and you're looking at your wife, you're like, hmm. Yeah, it's California. Let's talk about our elf outfits. Why are we wearing what we're we wearing? Real quick, yeah, yeah man. Uh, Good idea. Like, well, so I'm wearing. Oh yeah, Andrew, what are you wearing? I got this from the poll, but you know, I feel like you can get this from a lot of um. A lot of other countries. It's like a Mexican yeah. poncho, right? Where is it? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's probably 
something like that from Salvos or something, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Nepal Street in Burwood or some shit. Croissant, <laughs> man. Fuck you, bro. This cost me... Oh, actually, I got one for um, Vin and Henry as well. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, I don't. I wasn't. I wasn't so familiar with you yet, Chenny. But yeah, I would have got you one too. Oh, good brother. Yeah, I guess Marlon's Marlon's still lost in the post or something, right? Like, uh, I completely ignored yeah. yours, bro. I didn't. I didn't even think about you. I didn't even. Think about <laughs> you. Fucking dirty like, dog, Henry. <laughs> on that donkey. Uh, yeah, I actually spent sort of a, lot, a lot of money on that donkey, man. That was like half my pay. <laughs> but it was like yellow. What about you? Oh, I remember that top, Henry. Oh, yeah, we, we got that too, yeah, Vin. Yeah. Oh, shit. Thailand. Uh, yeah, we Thailand all bought the same top. There. We all bought the same top but in different colors. I'm pretty sure it's African. Don't know why we bought it in Thailand, but... <laughs> and we were just uh, me, uh, us four, uh, no five, us five. Who else was there again? Gary. Oh, and, dude, uh, dude, Gary, Kev, Kevin, Kev Huang. Yeah, and Kev, and we were just on the scooters, just scooting around dude. in our fucking ponchos. Fucking gang, gang. You guys have that photo? Yeah. I, yeah, I'll be able to find the photo. It sure the photo of us on the scooters just lined up. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it for us. It'll be fucking sick. Yeah, good, 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 good. Post that on the average of five. Some fucking yeah, sons yeah, of anarchy. No, 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 no. Yeah. What about you, Vin? Oh, Chenny. What? Well, I'm just wearing colorful stuff because, like, yeah. Well, I don't really have a travel outfit, but <laughs> when I'm traveling, I tend to wear colorful shit because, you know, you, uh, you just wear whatever you want, and I like colorful stuff. Uh, I wear it. I wear it. This is my normal outfit, anyways. That looks nice. I like it. <laughs> you just look like a traveler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I got my rings on, but this is what I wear usually now. So. Yeah. Such a nomad. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you yeah, tend fuck the rules, man. Uh, my my go-to travel outfit: long sleeve shirt, and uh, you know those baggy long sleeve shirts. Yeah, like that. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Henry. Cloud Niners. Cloud Niners. Oh, what, what's that? It's like a dress. It's like a t-shirt, but it's a dress. Yeah, I guess so. Well, the kids wear these days. So it's like it's the kids, kids wear these days. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I wear that. It's like you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, boys. Nice. Hey, let's wrap it up. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, it's been real, guys. I'm gonna have some pasta now. Okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna eat as well. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget Thanks, to uh, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe.